It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back, everyone, to the Court Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack on a beautiful Friday here in Austin, Texas. And we get to talk about a collegiate record right off the top, Gordon. I do not think we were expecting Jared Nagus to break the collegiate record in the prelim in a 1500 at the ACC Championships. We may not have been expecting it, but... I did get Sean Carlson. I'm not sure if he said it to me on the air or off air. When I did an interview with him at the after NCAAs on Zoom, I did ask, like, hey, how's Yard going to get the standard? And he, he says, well, we use. can do um, it at a prelim at ACC's. And I was like, oh, okay. But, like, I kind of <laughs> was like, well, you don't really run 334 in a prelim. Maybe you can run, like, a – a sub four mile to qualify for NCAA indoors, but like you're not going to run 334 in a prelim. And he was actually thinking that the whole time. Maybe the original plan was run that 334 in Oregon against the Cole Hawkers and Cooper Tears, but that didn't work. He came back and he got it done. And that is an incredible thing. And it also shows once again why aren't these elite athletes on the men's side in the U.S. being able to, if if a college kid is able to solo it, now there's no excuse for you not going with the rabbit. There's no excuse for you not pushing that third lap. If a kid who's, what, 21 years old can just do it by himself for three and a half lap, three and, a, and three quarters of a lap, there's no excuse for for multiple people to be able to run sub 335. It's an incredible feat. Uh, and, yeah, we could now have two college kids in the 1500 make the Olympic team, which would be wild. I don't think that's ever happened before. It was shocking to find out. Let me just tell you about the journey of how I figured out how good of a performance this was because 
underscores just how amazing Nagusa's run was. So I'm at home last night. I get the text from Travis. You're on the group text too with the link to the to the finish, to the to the shot. To hey, here's his time, right? Garrett Nagus 3:34. But in the tweet, in that initial tweet, it said he gets the standard. Didn't say anything about the NCAA record. And I thought, okay, that's weird. Maybe there was a typo here, right? This is a, this is a prelim. Maybe there was some sort of mistake. So I do some investigating, right? And I find out because there weren't that many tweets out there yet. It had just happened. Then you, but then you see other people repeating it. Okay, 3:34. Okay, damn. This guy just ran 3:34 in the prelim. But then I go back, and then I think about something you said last episode or two episodes ago, where you said, okay, Notre Dame might have some teammates of Yared help pace. And I know it said solo in there. So I was like, okay, let me, let me dive into the actual results, see how many Notre Dame guys were in there. There were no Notre Dame guys in his heat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then I'm like, there was clearly no rabbiting here. So when they said solo, there was no help from his teammates. Okay, I'm going to dive a little deeper. I'm going to go a level deeper here, Gordon. Maybe someone in that heat just went out crazy fast and served as an unintentional rabbit for Yared. Someone who wasn't his teammate, but somebody who went out in 55 or maybe 57. So then I look at the actual live splits, and what do I find, Gordon? Dude was ahead by two seconds at the 300. And his lead only grew from there. He had no intention of running with everybody. This was a straight from the gun, old school, I'm better than you. I can run the collegiate record by myself race for Yared Nagus. And if you ever need to quantify this season, next season, the season after, hey, how good is Yared Nagus? All you need to do is say the following sentence. He broke the collegiate record in a prelim at a conference meet running by himself that's it you don't need to say anything else about how good yared Nagus is is this the first ever collegiate record i mean maybe you don't know that had no pacing whatsoever that's like 800 and up like even like when diamond brazier was running his fast 800 to break in the collegiate record he had his uh another i forget Hernandez or something. He had someone going out with him through the first 400 to keep it moving. When we see these fast 1500s at Brian Clay or fast 5Ks and 10Ks at Peyton Jordan, there's rabbits, rabbits galore. Didn't have a. He was he was in the lead after probably 10 meters, right? Mm-hmm. There was zero like, hey, all right, you don't you just we'll get you through 800 and then you go, and it just showed that he was on a mission. It showed that yeah. he. He knew exactly what he wanted to do, and it also showed he had no fear because a lot. I started getting a little bit of doubt because he pulled out of West Coast. He had only run a five k in like March, and I was like, "Dude, right. we're getting close to the trials. If you want to be in it, you gotta you gotta start doing something." And then does the Oregon meet, and you're like, "All right, he's doing something," but then you're like, "Oh, is it a little too little, too late?" Because when are you gonna get another an opportunity like this? And he was like. I don't need no opportunity. I just need a timer and I'm done and I'm yeah. good and we'll get it. And right. to be honest though, if you were to ran like 335.5 and not gotten it, I think he still would have – his world rec- 
based on the way he's doing it, he would have kept on attempting it. And if he would have had like three 335s and two 340s under his belt, he probably would have got in on world ranking. But now there's no math involved. It's an obvious. I have the standard. If I'm top three at the Olympic trials, I'm an Olympian. And uh, he simplified it. And hey, man, we'll go through our U.S. rankings, but I got—I think I was ahead of the curve because you'll see where, <laughs> where I had him in my U.S. rankings. It was before this performance, uh, so he solidified what I think he's going to do at the trials with this three thirty-four. This was, in many ways, it's strange to say, but it just speaks to the fifteen hundred. This was the perfect opportunity to run the fastest time because. Say things weren't going well by 1,200 or by 1,000, he could shut it down, cruise in, still make the final. He doesn't need to risk the 10 points. He is on a team still. He is in college still. Those things are still important. Whereas if he tried this in, say, an NCAA final or even an ACC final when the field is better and he just didn't have it on that day, then the risk is higher. But we always talk about, moments in the sport and when they're magnified and when they become a bit overshadowed and a lot of that just has to do with circumstance who else was racing that day what was on the line for Nagut, like an acc prelim pretty low stakes in the career trajectory of yared Nagus, an acc prelim is pretty low stakes which is what makes this in many ways cooler I think, than if he did it the week before. Because in the week before, there was every reason to believe he was going to break the collegiate yeah. record. You had a stacked field. You had rabbits. You had this amazing new facility, which by all intents and purposes has a fast track. And they came up a little short in doing it. And then you go to the complete opposite end of the track and field spectrum for a conference meet prelim. And he's just like, no, nah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to break the thing by my literally by myself. He did this. Yeah, you look at the res, look at the results from a week ago. I mean, it was the best field he could be in in the nation and he comes up, you know, a little bit under a second away yeah. and then they just take away all that where it's just you by yourself. You know you're going to make the final. You just got to yeah. go and click off your 400s that you need to click off and you run 334 and hey man, he is I mean, he's been the real deal since I think 2018. I mean, he was yeah. he came on the scene in 2018 with the DMR. He established like I'm not a fluke in 2019. Then you kind of forget about it, right? Because of 2020 pandemic, he doesn't run indoors. We said everyone is talking about Cole Hawker this, Cole Hawker that, and Yard's like, dude, I'm I'm still the man, yeah. and he is the man, and it's 100%. well because if you were gonna if you were gonna nitpick about Nagus, it would be like, well. What's his what's his PB? And then he answered that when he dropped it down to 335 at the Oregon meet. And now he's the collegiate record holder. Because no one's questioning his kick. No one's questioning his tactical acumen at all. So if he has this piece solidified too, he's got both going for him. This also reminds me of when Lincoln was on the show, when you were gone and Lincoln took a break from his tennis pro career to come talk to us. And he was talking about... Yeah, he's a baseball guy. So he's talking about Moneyball, about analytics, basically the best way for a 1,500-meter runner to win and how not everybody has the same path to win in every race and not everybody has the same path to run a fast time. For some people, rabbiting is great. It works. It's 
and I would say the majority of people, that's the case. But in certain circumstances, uh, maybe not, because then you're relying on somebody else to, to set the pace. And it was just the ultimate show of strength that Nagus could do this. And it does make me think, again, like, are we over-rabbiting things? I go back to the Doha World Championships where Timothy Chariot was just, okay, I'm better than everybody. I'm going to run. Now, he didn't, he didn't break the world record, but he ran a really, really fast time and a time that you probably wouldn't think was possible if I just said, hey, this person's going to solo it. If I asked you, Yared Nagus, like we go back in time, I said, Yared Nagus is going to run an all-out 1500 from the gun where nobody's going to be within 50 meters of him. What would you have thought his potential could be in a race like that without a rabbit? 336 mid. Right. Right. Or and we hold that. High. Yeah. And that's because of history, right? You just don't think yeah. that someone's going to, you don't think someone's going to exceed what they could do with rabbits because you always think rabbit is a, is a positive all across yeah. the board, not necessarily with 800, but with 1500 and up, you always think the rabbit is the best way. But it reminded me of those other crazy collegiate, like the Jenny Simpson solo 5,000 run, the German Fernandez indoor mile solo run where people were just so much better. And because of the circumstances, there was a conference meet or they couldn't find anybody to run with them. They just are left out there on their own devices. And it's the purest form of running, right? It's running that these athletes probably experienced when they first got into the sport and they were better than everybody, but their high school dual meet, they weren't sending rabbits out to run with yeah. them. I don't think, unless they're a very sophisticated high school, it was just you're better to go out there and run. Now you get to the all-star meets at the end and then you have company. And now we know the competition's just getting better and better. But I just remember so many moments um, of, of star athletes growing up where all the video you would see was just them from the gun. That was it, right? Yeah, go back I mean, watch those ultra line races. I mean, if we look at, uh, bring up on a screen, this is the the previous collegiate record. Uh, Josh Kerr's 335.0 that Nagus broke look at there Kerr is in fourth place he's behind a teammate is rabbiting up front Lopez Lemong's mm -hmm. in the race there's a field of like 20 guys they're trying to get single file and that's what it took for Josh Kerr to break the collegiate record and then it's such a starch contrast to see that's what you think it is and then see the way Yara Nagus does it and it's like it's just by myself like this is even more impressive than like like that's like a, a a designed race, but then you have like the Bowerman method where they're like, "Hey, we're all gonna hide in the woods, yeah. and it's gonna be perfectly designed." This was just all in his head. The design was just mm -hmm. in his head. It's like you have the track to yourself because you'll be you'll be by yourself after a hundred meters, and it's just yeah. you versus your brain versus versus the time. So very impressive. Yeah. We'll talk more about Yard as we get into the U.S. rankings, but hey, man. He's uh he's the real deal. Uh it's going to I'm sure uh, it's going to be hard for sh every day now. Sean Carlson's going to have to do a little more convincing to get Yard to want to come back to Notre Dame for a senior <laughs> year. I mean cuz if he makes the Olympic team and does well, it's going to be hard for him to want to come back for another cross country season or or another track season cuz you feel like you've done everything now. You you're you've yeah. already won an NCAA indoor title outdoor title now you have the collegiate record you broke kyle merber's american collegiate record which is still a thing kyle's holding on to it we got a video here of kyle reacting to his record being broken uh 
It's a very specific record because it's the yeah, college record, say. but you have to be a U.S. citizen. You know, something only Kyle Merber will really hold on to. That and his world DMR record. I think he still has that too, right? Keep that. His DMR? Keep that. He sure. kept that, yeah. I, no, but I'm saying, yeah, he, he, he owns that one for sure. I feel like you are one of the only people who care about those American collegiate records. Like you, you and Merber were there. I don't, I don't, I don't follow along with that, with that sort of stuff. I think that's weird. Uh, is there like an American three point percentage leader in the NBA? And then like a, Oh, like, uh, where's Joel Embiid from originally? Cameroon. Cameroon. Cameroonian, uh, free throw <laughs> percentage leader. Joel no, Embiid, no, you do you like best free throw percentage of someone over seven foot. That's the thing oh, okay. he has. That's the yeah, hot, yeah. the tallest you know what I, free throw percentage. This is a digression here for a moment, but you know what I realized when I was deciding all the different parts about why I don't like those random record distinctions? In college, in NCAA, we don't even keep class records. Do you know what the freshman yeah. class 100 record is in college? I don't. Well, I think there's it's complicated for a reason though because there's red shirting. Like you could be a, I mean, Connor right. Mance was a, like a 35 year old freshman, right? That's how he it wasn't worked. a 35. Stop, stop. But he was like he was a 20 year old freshman. He yes. Was. My he point did, is, it doesn't matter because it's just and, yeah. in the same reason the the nationality doesn't matter because the NCAA is not broken down by nationality. Sure. There's school records, right? Because they're different affiliations with schools. But it doesn't matter, and it just made me think that that's the same thing with grades. There's no grade or or eligibility level. Anyway, this was. I do a, want to say one thing. No, I want to say Again. one thing too, real quick. Um, okay. It makes me think though, like, what is he? All that to say, could he go faster with rabbits if he runs a European fifteen hundred this summer in Monaco or wherever? You know, can he go three thirty two? I don't want to say that just because he did. It without rabbits in this race that he couldn't go beyond that with rabbits it's just a fun thing to think about i do want to say when we did get the photo of yard's uh win uh in our group chat between you me and travis you had a nice little side note notice uh -oh. where the photo crops and i'm <laughs> like oh yeah i do notice where the photo crops you see it's what it's multiple photos and they're all ankle and up and you don't see anyone's feet in any of the photos. Uh, but if you look at the race, he's wearing these, what are those, uh, orange-pink shoes. And if you go back to Oregon Twilight, you look at the shoes. It's got to be the shoes, right? Is that is that what, no. is that the thing? No. No. I, we well, don't want to okay. take away from what he did. But it is, no, no. the thing where we're saying is Notre Dame is a Under Armour school. And, Here's uh, the thing, though. Shoes. We Here's saw Nico Young did it with uh, his uh, American Junior record. Everyone's wearing these shoes, man. These but here's the thing. Shoes. Here's the thing. Uh, we talked about this before. I obviously believe that shoes help because otherwise people wouldn't be trying to wear them. But yeah, as that picture shows, put that picture up again. That's from the Oregon Twilight Meet where he ran 335 high. He wore them again at the ACC prelims and ran 334 solo. So you have a good apples to apples comparison. So even if you're accounting for the shoes, right? It's so it's still ridiculously stupid that he was able to break the collegiate record solo in an ACC prelim. 
And yeah, the shoes are going to continue to be a topic of conversation, obviously. But are you tired of talking about the shoes yet? I think like you've been tired of talking about the shoes. Since the not, shoes I was really tired of talking about the marathon shoes because I also kind of just – I don't really have a really – I don't really care much about the marathon. If I'm being honest, I'm just kind of like, dude, it's 26 miles. Don't say I did that. The storyline, but the storyline between mile, the storyline between mile two and mile 23 is always the same. Oh, they're on pace. Oh, they're off pace. Oh, they're on pace. Oh, it's like there's no. It's just like a war of attrition, and kind of visually watching a war of attrition isn't that much fun for me. Again, I love what they do. It's amazing watching Kipchoge break two, watching the women run fast on the American side. It's all great. But anyway, regardless. So I didn't really get in love with the road shoe controversy, but these track shoes, now seeing yeah. the college kids all run fast sub 1335Ks, the women running fast 1500s. You see now a collegiate record here. Clearly something is happening. At first you could say, hey, it's because they had a 2020 year-long base training phase, so they're all ready mm-hmm. to go. But – that could be part of it, the under-raced and ready to go and peaking. But also another part of it is these shoes are pretty good. So. I'm excited for your interview tomorrow with an unnamed person based on your feelings of the marathon. This is going to go really well. I'm excited. Stay tuned <laughs> on Monday to see who Gordon interviewed on uh, – or is going to interview on Saturday. Knock on wood. Yeah, I – Listen, the sprints are not impacted by this, and I find it nice that you don't have to talk about that with the sprints. You don't have to have all the caveats in there about this, that, and the other. Um, But again, I mean, the fact that he's wearing them in back-to-back races and one was so much more impressive than the the other because of circumstances, we're still able to to appreciate that, that performance. Obviously. And listen, what was Jared before the, I mean, he was a 338 guy, but that he never really got a crack at a crazy fast time before. So it's, it's not as if it's taking people who are four ten milers and having them beat Josh Kerr's NCAA record. In any event. We did have a few other, uh, yesterday, uh, conferences started. Uh, I just want to point out two things. The men's 200 is already looking good on SEC as Bowling and Laird ran pretty quick prelim mm-hmm. 200, so looking forward to see that final. And Brandon Miller, the freshman from Texas A&M, like basically soloed a 146.0 in the 800. I know we're not; it's not 145 or 144, but 146.0, yeah. it's pretty good for a freshman. Remember him two or three years ago as a sophomore, junior in high school? He was lighting it up at the AAU scene. But, hey, if you can keep developing like this, I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to kind of maybe get into the 144 highs and maybe mm-hmm. Brandon Miller could sneak onto an Olympic trials final. Like that'd be pretty cool mm-hmm. as a, as a freshman. Uh, so yeah, A&M man, they keep producing their hundred meter stars. Right. So Run, anyway. running by yourself is, is the new running with the group. Now everybody's just yeah. going to goose it. I think that's the Everyone's thing. Gonna just it. To the front. Prelim prelim time is PR time. I think that's, yes what we can say from prelim time is PR time. Turn that to a shirt. Mm -hmm. Prelim time is PR time. Anybody in the chat, graphic designers, hit us up here. Let's make it happen. I'll wear the shirt on this very show. Once I get my microphone fixed and my shirt is just going to be, the show's going to take off at that point. Are there other college things before we talk about the, the the pro meet that starts tonight and goes on to Saturday? No, not much. Uh, It was only two conferences doing some early things, but, I hate Monday. We'll have a lot to talk about. So, yeah, for sure. All next week is going to be great. 
So the sound running meet, the track meet on Friday and Saturday. I just want your thoughts on who needs a big race this weekend. Who do you need to see something from this weekend to have confidence in them about a month away from the Olympic trials? Uh, Centro. I need to see something from Centro. I did, did the men's 1500. They got to have a response. These guys were all getting paid money. Just saw a guy who's, who's doing it for free in college or at least a, a scholarship. Uh, they need to respond to this. They can't let a college kid just be like, yeah, the best we can do as a group is 338. And meanwhile, this college kid runs 334. I mean, I, I interviewed Eric Avila. Uh, you can see if you put up the screen, the interview I did with him uh, in Sedona uh, after filming a workout with him. And I asked him, man, why aren't people doing it? And he just said, it takes some balls, man. And apparently some, it, everyone wants to not be that guy. And so everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, oh. It's like your, your turn. Oh, you, you. It's like you kind of going both ways. You're trying to pass each other on a street, and it's, it's a situation. Uh, it's, it's just the vibes you, of the 1500. Had, I don't know why. How badly does a person who doesn't have the standard just want Yared and Nagus to show up at their meet and just be the perfect <laughs> rabbit? Just hey, yeah, Yared. You know, you know what you did in the ACC prelim? Can you just do that? Just we'll be behind you this time. So there'll be people actually here, but just keep just do the exact thing that you did because I know that you can run 334 by yourself and you're not gonna hop off halfway through. Can you do that for us, Yard? Please. Let's hope. So yeah, I think the men's fifteen hundred needs to kind of just as a whole needs to respond. Uh mm-hmm. other than that, um I don't know. I think someone like Lopez Lemong is gonna be in the meet. I haven't seen him run yeah. much since 2020 so some of the under raced athletes i just kind of want to see what they're doing because i looked into it really there's only like four more weeks of potential race weekends counting this weekend because yeah. the fifth weekend would be the weekend right before which, which will only be really the nca athletes who are there running that weekend we're running out of time and you gotta show that you're race sharp because you can't just show up and be like yeah i ran fast in 2019 i'm ready to go yeah um so I'm excited to see some of the season debuts from some of the Bowerman athletes on both the men's and women's side. But overall, nothing is really specific, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest. I'm just I'm just waiting for it to play out, right? I'm just waiting for more data points to play out and then really hone in that final two weeks to really understand, okay, these are the people who can make a team. These are the sleepers. These are the heavy favorites. These are the, I don't know, will you make the final yeah. types? And you kind of can really understand the landscape of every event. So The women's eight, I think, is interesting here because you obviously you feel good right now in the United States with Mo and Wilson. And then you have a whole bunch of people. And Rogers obviously has, has a silver medal, but she was like 159. At, at Mount Sac. And then you got you know, Martinez and Grace, all these people who are like jammed into that 159 space. And in this heat, you're going to have Martinez again. So it'll be interesting to see if she can do it again. You have Hannah Green, who didn't l- race last week, your pick to make the team, who's obviously capable of running that fast or faster. And then someone like Nia Akins, who could be a finalist again at the Olympic trials and have a shot at grabbing that third spot. So you get to see those people. And then you have some nothing to lose folks who are running this event as an you know off event 
So Laura Muir's in there, GDS is in there, and Eleanor Purrier. And the reason why I say it's nothing to lose is because – oh, is that a train? Is that outside your yeah, house? Yeah, sorry. It's at my house. That was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Gordon conducts trains on the side. Um, the, the reason why it's nothing to lose is, like, if Purrier runs whatever, 202, okay, she's a 1500-meter runner. But if Purrier drops a 158.3, you're just thinking, man, she's really fit right now. Uh, oh, it looks like Travis made a shirt for me. This is good. This is good. Um, Prelim time, time is PR time. PR time. <laughs> uh, it's such a cheesy phrase, too. Like, it's just like it's you wouldn't just like wear a one? dad joke. It's like a dad joke for track. You wouldn't wear one? I would wear one. Oh, 100%. I mean, our boy Lincoln got just got uh wore a quote from Fred Curley. I forget I don't even know what the quote was, but he just made his own shirt after watching uh doing a flow check no interview. Like, I'm trying to do a t-shirt. Yeah. He said no such thing as a PR. Um Lincoln made a bunch of shirts when he was here. He made a Kipchoge shirt. Uh, he got really into the novelty shirts. I just think Nagoose should patent that. Like, I'm giving that to Nagoose, right? He can, he can be like, we'll put his face on it. You know what I mean? He should put his face on that thing. That's me at, at Khalifa Stadium, by the way, in Doha. It was, that was the most full it was for the entire 10 days. We were there. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, uh, that's a joke. Okay. Really. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, uh, I just, Alex, hold I on. I want to get into. Hold on. I got some Sorry. chats. I got I got I got to check out the chat here real quick. Alex says Joe Klecker will solidify his 10K Olympic spot this weekend. Mm-hmm. And Mark says, how does this affect Centro's theory of keep running those 338s, boys? Yeah, I mean, Centro at the same time like Centro did outkick Cole Hawker before we knew who Cole Hawker was. And right. I don't think Cole Hawker all of a sudden was like becoming that much better. I mean, it was just like early season. Cole, we just didn't know who he was going to become. So if, if Central can hang with Hawker, and we think Hawker is in the same realm as a Nagoose, and we think Nagoose is one of the best in the country, just yeah. transitive property, Central should still have it. So I don't know. That's what's great about this race. You have that vibe mm-hmm. of like, can the Olympic champion really get dethroned by college kids? Like that doesn't make any sense, but – we're kind of seeing that right now, potentially. And that's why I watched well, the race. Central was a college kid one time, and he was taking down the pros. So it's true. it happens. It's the circle of life of a track athlete. Women's 15 is going to be good, too. Danny Jones, Jessica Hall, Sinclair Johnson, Shannon Robery, Corey McGee, Heather McLean, Kate Grace, Coburn's in there as well, Gemma Riki. It's sort of like a 800-1500 steeple mashup in, those, in the 800 and the 1500. Everybody's sort of running all – all over everybody else. Um, from the college perspective, you got BYU will be there. So you have Mance in the 10K, and then you have Orton and Wayman in different heats of the of the 5,000. So if you're a college fan, keep an eye on that. Sprint side of things and hurdle side of things, Bromel is in the 100, and then the high hurdles, Devin Allen, Omar McLeod, and Aries Merritt. So it, the field for Bromel is, you know, it's he's not racing Lyles. Gatlin's not in this one. Baker's not in this one. So he should... He should win this one comfortably. He's faced some good people already. It's not. It feels sort of backwards from a from a normal season where you start off just racing lesser competition and then eventually 
find your your rivals, but he jumped right into it and and beat his rivals, which obviously sets the bar very high for him going into to this weekend. So it'll be fun to see. I don't know how fast the track is, whether it needs to cooperate, all that other stuff. But good to see him running again. Are you ready for our first ever Kevin Reacts segment? I am. Um, okay. This was Gordon's idea. Do you want to explain it? It's not that creative, but it was your <laughs> idea, and we'll see if it works. So uh, I, I'm the one in charge of creating rankings on our website for NCAA, for USA, all that stuff. And uh, I updated our – after another month later, I updated our U.S. top 15 individual rankings for every event uh, going into the Olympic trials to kind of see where I think our order, projected order stands as of right now. Now, obviously, this will change yeah. probably one or two more times before the actual trials. But as of May 14th, this is where I have standings or top 15. And I, Kevin doesn't know what they are. He hasn't looked at them yet. I told him not to look at them. And I kind of want to get Kevin's first reaction to some of the rankings where I am ridiculously off or surprisingly on. Uh, just I want you to I want you to to baptize me by fire with your takes on my rankings. So we won't we won't do them all. You guys can check them all out on the website, but we'll do some notable ones. Uh, are there any rankings that you personally want to see first, Kevin? That no, you're most kind of interested. Are we gonna do I'm all? Gonna scroll. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lightning round. I'm gonna pretend okay. like we're back in the office and you're sitting right next to me. So I'm pretending that we're about a year and a half ago at this point. And I'm just going to tell you what I really think. And I'm going to pretend that uh, we're not live or we're not recorded on YouTube. So I'm just going to give you my unfiltered take here. Right. Starting with the men's so, 100. I'm open it right put now. Put the rankings up on the screen so people can see them. And then we'll they just can react with me. All right. There you go. We can do a group reaction. Everybody can be like, what is going on? Okay. Here we go. Men's 100. Bromel, Lyles, Gatlin, Baker, Jovan Martin, the college kid. Okay, that's fine. Craven Gillespie, Christopher Belcher, Rogers. Yeah, yeah, these are fine. Michael Williams. Fine. Okay, not not considered. Coleman, obviously, he's suspended. That's fine. Right, women's. Women. Okay, Shakirichin, obviously number one. Hobbs, Clark, Oliver. I mean, no, these are wrong. I mean, these are not. After, uh, yeah, tomorrow she went. She went. She went ten ninety six. Alabama. Yeah. You need to bump up. You need to bump up some folks that are a little no. farther down, but that's okay. I, the women's hundred's hard to figure out past past Richardson. I'll give you that. Um, I don't think that's going to be the team. If it is the team, I will. I will give you a lot of credit. Two hundred Lyles, Laird, Bednarik, Gillespie, Van Bula. I mean, I would put. I know the. I'd put Kenny B ahead of Laird. I don't. I don't Just, have Ken. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Okay. Why? Well, because Lyles was 990 and Kenny B was 994. So I can't – I don't think Laird is going to squeeze right in there. So either you think Laird's, Laird's either number one or Laird's either number three, I think. That's just how I'm looking at it based on how they ran okay. at, at Mount Set. Again, you got you got the top three right, so I'm not complaining. That's what it's all about. You're obviously not – yeah, you're not considering Curly. I got Jalen okay. Slade there, the high school kid, eighth. It's a good Pretty pick. Good. It's a good pick. Okay. Women's 200. Richardson, Thomas, Steiner. Are you factoring in the fact that Steiner's not running SECs? No, because these rankings were made before I knew that. But I need Steiner to, to do something at prelims or NCAAs to kind of 
not let me lose hope, but if she's injured, she's likely going to obviously drop out of that top three. So. Uh, I mean, Felix just beat Brown and Prandini. You have her sixth, so I would have her – I'd have her three or four right now, but doesn't doesn't surprise me that you have that. <laughs> 400, Norman Curley. Williams, hey, finally give the guys some respect. That's good. Where's Justin Robinson? What are we doing here? Not in the top 15? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an omission. That's wrong. Okay. Women. Wow, Shamir Little, Quinera Hayes, Wyland Jonathan, Phyllis Francis, Kendall Ellis, Shaquemo Wimbley, Lena Irby, Jessica Beard, Kaylin Whitney, Clayton Robbins. I mean, again, you have Felix too low, but that just seems to be a trend here. So, you know, Little. I, this, yeah, I think she's going to run it. No, I think she's going to run it. 100%, I think she's going to run it. I think a lot of four-meter hurdlers are also going to run the 400. Uh, I mean, based on what she's done, I don't think it's – I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's a terrible well, I pick. Think, I, I just I think she's clearly better than everyone right now in the open four. The like the the people who we think of like the Waylon Jonathan and the Phyllis Francis's and the um Kendall Ellis's, they're not they haven't been running consistent fifty O's or forty nine highs. They've been running the fifty ones, fifty twos, they've run twenty three second two hundreds. It's just like no one in the women's 400 is really giving me any confidence outside of Shamir Little. So I think she deserves to be first. And Allison Felix, again, yeah, she ran a fast 200, but like she still has only run 51.36 so far. She goes out and runs a 50.0, then she'll probably start moving up the rankings. Yeah, I use the powers of extrapolation to come to the crazy conclusion that if she runs a fast 200, she's probably going to be in good 400 meter shape. I know it's a wild theory here. But anyway, 800, 800, men, Brazier, Hopple, Murphy, and then four, DK Metcalf. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know why you did that. I'd have Harris ahead of Rhodes, but yeah, top three looks good. Women, I think. Thing mode number one. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? What? She's running insane. Yeah, but I'd still have Wilson number number one. Rogers over Green and McLean, Grace, Edwards, Martinez, Johnson. I'm, yeah, it's so close. Aaliyah Miller, you know, the NCAA champs way down in 50. This event is just very, very deep. Very, very do, deep. Do you know both the difference? The difference in this ranking now, there's Heather McLean, Kate Grace, Sinclair Johnson, mm -hmm. all in the top, you know, top 10. Those are 1,500-meter yeah. runners. I think this is going to be a, a rise of 1,500-meter runners entered in this event because the 800 after the 15. So yeah. it's going to be that one last shot at making an Olympic team, and we'll see a bunch of 159-milers, 1,500-meter runners. Kind of yeah. hop into this event to try to break up the Rogers, Moe, Hannah Green, uh, Wilson uh, quartet. Okay, men's fifteen hundred. So this is what I don't get. This is why I see there's some inconsistency here. So men's fifteen hundred, you have Central, obviously going off of past performances. So if you're going off of past performances, you probably still have Ajay Wilson uh, still as the number one. No, if I'm going off, of, yeah, but like. I, I, I think Mo's run like 
multiple fast times recently. And has shown she has 400 meters. True. Right, but so have Nagus and Hawker, who are behind no, Central. No, Nagus and Hawker running 335s and 334s is not the same as a thing Mo running 157. 157 is like top three in the world when all is said and done. 335 is going to be like 25th in the 30th in the world when all is said and done. Right, but when the guy you have number one is running a 15800, 334 is impressive. It's not like Ajay Wilson's dropping 205s out there. She's running. No, under but two, it's. Two but the, the difference this is, is like. It, no, if, 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 Nagus went out, if, if Cole Mutium. Hawker. No. If Cole Hawker would have gone out and run three, if Cole Hawker would have gone out and run three twenty nine, I would not rank Spencer over Cole Hawker. But he ran. That's different from a three twenty nine. Three thirty five is equivalent of like running a one fifty nine eight hundred. You're comparing them to the world. I'm comparing them to each other. No, compared to the world because. No, mute him. Next topic. Keep going. All right. No. Here we go. Women's fifth. Hold on. So you have what is this? Centro Nagus. <laughs> the show's gone off the rails. What does that say? Gordon's takes. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, so, okay, so you have Centro Nagus. So you clearly knew ahead of time he's going to run 334. Very clever. I don't know how you hacked that information out of them. Hawker, Angles, Murphy, Thompson. So, yeah, I can't. I'm not going to argue with this. This is fine. This one it actually is fine. Again, it reeks of hypocrisy with your women's eight pick, but that's okay. Women's is wild that we just assume that, that we're like now at the state where we think putting two college kids on the Olympic team is just oh yeah that makes sense. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I mean, really that we've come to that really point. Well, listen, the way I look at this is if you're anywhere within the top ten, you still have a chance because the margins True. are so small and the amount of information we have. So it's like angles being four isn't like disrespectful to angles because a guy who's ranked fourth who gets second that's not a huge difference based True. on your prediction. Okay, women's 15. Now, I'm probably going to get mad at you about this, but let me see. Houlihan, Purrier, Osika, Grace, McLean, Johnson, Simpson. Yeah, Simpson 7 obviously is wrong because I bet a large amount of money with you on that one. I mean, Osika, I get it. She just ran the the, the four flat. But again, if we're going to use past performances, I think we got to throw Jenny Simpson up there. You know, she ran the four ten, yeah. wasn't great. But if we're comparing That's a past her performance to performance too, a four ten is her past performance as well. You have to keep that. Well, a one fifty is Centro's past performance, and I know the women's field is deeper than the men's field, but uh, it's a little too far down. But okay, Not, I mean, Houlihan Perrier one two. You got you got the important part in the right yeah. order for now. Fifteen hundred looks okay to me. Five thousand, Chalimo. Fisher, Kincaid, Lamont, Klecker, Tier, Bohr, Arasa, True, Kipchir, Chir, Young. Hunter down there in 14th. We talked about him last show. Okay, that's fine. I feel like you made these not that controversial because you didn't want to argue with me. I don't usually there's something that's really dumb by this point that you well, have. Well, like I got Cooper Tier there, six. That's pretty good for a college kid. Yeah. You should have you have Robert Brandt seven spots too low. But other than that, uh, yeah. I'm fine with it. Well, in this situation, 15th is like top All-American. So he made – I actually put him there <laughs> as a, for a reason, to be like last among the elite. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's go. People are just getting this full experience, the full immersive Gordon ranking experience. These Women's rankings five, are premium five. too. So you guys are getting the rankings for free right now. That's what's great yeah. about it. So tune into the pod. 
for more of this type of content. <laughs> okay, so five, you're assuming that Perrier doesn't run. You're assuming that Houlihan doesn't run. Correct. You're assuming that Simpson doesn't run. And you have Schweizer, Schneider, Roberry, Cranny, Frazier, Sisson, Infeld. I'd probably put, now I'm saying this the morning before she runs or the day, two days before she runs with Frazier, but I would put Sisson ahead of Frazier right now just because we haven't seen Frazier for a while. And Cranny right there is a sleeper because Cranny you know, beat Schweizer in that really fast 10K, so I could see her. I could see her winning the, hang, the whole thing, actually, but I could also see her getting fourth. These are fine. These are good. Yeah. I don't, I don't, have, any, fine, I don't have any man. issue with these. I love the fine. 10K. Let's get these 10Ks up. What do you think? Okay, Lamont. I mean, no one ever runs a 10K, so how do you rank it? Uh, wow, Fisher down in fourth. That's a surprise. I, w- I would have thought you had him making the team because you've thought he's he, going to make the team every year since basically he was well, born. Well, he's make, I've been making the 5K team. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Man, so you think his chances are better in the 5K than the 10K? That's interesting. I, yeah. I see the opposite. I think the opposite. But – Okay. Kincaid, Mance, Jenkins, Arasa, Career, Nur, Klecker, Brandt, again, too low. Rodriguez, Farrell, McMillan. Women, Schweizer, Cranny, Schneider. Man, you're, you're, you're big on those three. Sisson, four. Huddle, five. Infeld, six. Hall, seven. Yeah, Huddle, her 5K was not great at Mount Sac, so she's got to figure some stuff out. So I'd probably have Huddle lower, but I'd have her training partner, Sisson. I'd have her on the team. Uh, I don't know who she's going to bump out. Like, I don't think you order, or like, I don't think they're incorrect, but I just, I feel like Emily Sisson's going to find a way to get on the team in either the five or the 10. Like, I feel as if she's just too good of a runner. There's going to be people who get hurt. There's going to be people who make the one event and then drop out of the other. I just feel like Sisson's going to be on that team. She's too solid. She's too consistent. She has, There's- she basically has three, she'll have three shots to make the team marathon five and 10. I just think she's too good to miss on all three. That's a good point. Um, not on this list, but could be. It's like the Sixers. List. It's like the Sixers. They just have to win one game, and they got the the Heat, the Magic, the Magic remaining. Right? They got completely blown out, just in embarrassing fashion by the Heat with all their starters. But you're like, no, they'll win a, at least one more. There's no possible way that they're going to lose to the Magic twice. And lose the number one seed. That's how I feel about this women's team. If that happens, man, uh, I will not be a happy person. Uh, but uh, there's one athlete on this list that is not listed. One athlete that's yeah. not listed on this list who might become listed. And I want to know where you would rank her. If Wayne Kalati gets her citizenship in time, which she is trying to, and, and it's looking like it may happen. Where would you put her? Where would you slot a Wayne Kalati on this top 15? She's been pretty close to Schneider. Yeah. Going back to that, yeah. that meet in December. Let's see. Yeah, 31.10, 14.58 in the 5K. I'd put her in – you said the 10 or the 5? Uh, The 10. I'd say 10 is probably your best shot. I'd probably put her fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth? Right now. So not on the team. Well, it depends who runs it, right? So 
I mean, well, the 5K is going to be first. Run it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right now, I'd have her fifth or fifth or sixth. Sarah mentions that Sissa's only running the the 10K. We'll see. Uh, okay. She's Sh- Schneider's second. She has the sixth best PR of those. So you, you're not just looking at PRs here. We're looking at, or you're looking at a whole host of factors. Well, the thing for 5Ks and 10Ks that I try to keep in mind is speed. So I kind of look at a lot of their mile times to mm-hmm. kind of really understand, like, all right, who can who can be there for those final four laps? Because I think that's going to be what's going to make or break making teams is who has the best kick. And if you're just like a grinder, you're kind of – I mean, you see yeah. that right now in my 5K rankings for the men's NCAA. I have Wesley Kip to like sixth or seventh because I've realized he's – going to be the one with the worst kick of the group even though he can solo 13 23 you know you kind of you want someone who can kick in the championship style race Mm -hmm. all right hurdles and then we'll do steeple holloway roberts mallet crittenden allen trey cunningham yeah i mean not gonna quibble with that women's high hurdles women harrison yeah harrison clemens Brissett, mclaughlin Tania Marshall are the top five. I think it's going to be one of the. I think Harrison's going to make the team, and then I think it'll be two collegians. I think if I had to pick right now, so I could see a Brissett Marshall combo there. Are you surprised about Sydney now already ranked fourth? Well, did you do that because that's where she's supposed to be, or did you do that because you're trying to? No, I did that because that's what she's supposed to be. Come on, man! I'm not no ESPN first take and being like, LeBron James is not the goat. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he yeah, is yeah. the goat. No, he's not the goat. You know, no, she's run twelve sixty five. That's, time, that's legi- a legitimate time. Yeah, it's a legitimate time. I just, I don't, I don't think she's gonna run it. So I think it's a moot point. But okay, why not? Maybe she'll run is it. she the huh? Maybe she'll run it. You're right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't discount anybody running any event. But are you going to run the? Are you going to put your focus into the event where you're the second fastest in history? Or are you going to do one where you're on the border of even making making the team? So, and I like I could see someone like like Tania Marshall or some of these other collegians are going to run something big when it comes to time for NCAA championships, just because it always happens. And I think that would knock her down as well. Formula yeah. hurdles, our favorite event. Let's see if you have Muhammad or McLaughlin first in the formula hurdles. Well, first for the men, Benjamin, Holmes, Selman, Quincy Hall. It's fine. Then you have Muhammad, McLaughlin, Little, Spencer, Tate. Car- yeah, this is the order I would probably have based on what they've done so far. Little looking solid in there. I think she'll try to do both. But you got to have Muhammad over McLaughlin right now for the time being. Wow, men's steeple. Okay. So Sean McGordy just has to run once and he's the number one ranked steepler. Interesting. Yes. 100%. Okay. Okay. So you. Gun to your head. Hold on. 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 On Monday, I said you worried about Jager, didn't I? You did. It, you asked me that, didn't I? Well, I said, did we get more 
like I said, I'm still confused about what's happening in the steeple. And you're like, no, it's all good. We know what's going to happen. But Jager yeah. getting beaten in the steeple is something that's unexpected. It made me think you thought that he was all good and he would, that McGordy would make the team, but that Jager would win another U.S. title. Is that not the case? Well, no, I still think Jager, I think them going 1 2 versus going 2 1, it's not, I don't think Jager is going to be like, He's won so many national titles that I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's looking at this trials as like, I need a win. I think he's looking at it as like, I just need to make the team. I think he's going to oh, approach it, especially coming off of injuries. I think he's approaching it as top three or bust, not a, I need to continue my winning streak or bust. Like, so, Well, he lost the streak because he was hurt, but like he cares about yeah. the U.S. titles. I mean, every There's a lot of athletes that tell you you can't – plan for top three you go into the race you're gonna gun to win because if you, you play too many games you end up getting beat i just think it's you bet you think mcgordy is essentially jager 2.0 here yeah he runs 100%. one race 820 and that's enough yeah runs one race but it's not just one race he has run consistently fast 3ks and 5ks and 1500s leading up to this one race and now he clearly showed he knows how to get over barriers and you just look at the flat PBs and recent performances of the Hillary Boers, the Cabenis, the Isaac Updikes, and Mason Furlick. You're just like, all right. If Mason Furlick is able to beat Updike, oh, no, he didn't beat Updike, but if Mason Furlick's able to beat Cabeni and Bohr easily, and then a few weeks later runs 1324 or 1323, yeah. I don't know what he ran. Whereas, Sean McGordy's in like the 13-0 category. Like it's just a very different level of fitness. So I just think that when it comes down to it, McGordy's going to be able to run an 8, like 12. Yeah, I just wouldn't put and, him ahead of the greatest American steepler. But I would when the greatest American steepler hasn't run a steeple in how long now? How long has it been since he's completed uh, a 3,000-meter steeple? He ran a 2K steeple. Gordon, so you need to correct the record on that one. No, a three thousand meter steeple. How long has it been? But again, Come I go on. back There's to no the central. Steeple I go Olympics. back to the central Come argument on. here, though. I go back to the central hey, argument. You're giving him credit for past performances. Jager's a medalist. Can, okay, one dude. There's show, a difference. One guy shows up and runs one eight twenty, and you're like, I'm gonna forget everything about Evan Jager. None of that matters. American I'm record. I'm allowed medals. to have certain Not standards. I'm allowed to have standards that are variant per event and per person. Like I don't need to have the exact same structure of like, no matter what, these are the rules. They're subjective rankings. I'm allowed to be subjective and I'm subjective when it comes to Evan Jager and Matthew Centrowitz and AJ Wilson. I'm willing to give more credence to Centro, a little less credence to Wilson and less credence to Jager. Come on. I'm allowed to do this. It's called rankings. I'll change them in a week or two, and then you can get upset about those. I'm not. I'm not getting upset. I'm just pointing out some huge oversights here. Just Evan Jager. Okay. Evan Jager. I mean, he's healthy, right? You wouldn't have run the race if he wasn't healthy. Yeah. It's more. It's Evan Jager's gonna get second, and you're gonna be like, "All right, Gordon's right." You want to make the bet? You want to make the bet now? You want to triple, triple down on this bet? I'm gonna get the Felix Simpson Jager trifecta here. I'll take that. Add it to the list. Well, can I separate the bets into three different bets? How about we do no. that? 
I don't want to do this whole parlay shit. Make a parlay. I don't want to do that. And you have individual. You're like the house, and your your odds are so much better when you make me bet all three need to happen versus individual. Listen, listen, listen. I'm taking. You can split them up. You can put them together. You can put them in a bow. You can send them to Philadelphia. I don't care. Jager's winning. Felix is making the team. Simpson's making the team. That's what's happening. That's not what's happening. Yes. I mean, I think all, all three, three of those things, things are happening, happening, but I'm not going to parlay them. I will do individual bets. I'll do three individual case of beer bets on all three of those. I don't want. I don't want beer again. I just want pride. What do you That's want? I want here. You pride. I just want to. Okay. I'll yeah. Give you, I'll, I'll give you a little certificate. That's a pride from Gordon. I want. No, I want a shirt. I want a shirt that says, that says put the shirt up again, Travis. Can we get the shirt? Can we get Gordon to wear the shirt? I don't know if Travis is yeah, I want you to wear the prelim time is PR time shirt. That's what I want. And then like the yes. and then the names of Al, all of your picks, Allison Felix, Jenny Simpson, <laughs> Evan Jager on the back. Yeah, but then but then Nagoose's face is sort of you know, like uh, in the background too. It's like yeah. the back the, the well, first the- layer. Yeah, exactly. We're on the same page with Nagoose, so we can't let Nagoose get into our controversy because we're on the same time. No, page. I'm just saying he's, he's but he's the he's the reason for prelim time is PR time though. That's true. Right? He's a motivation. He's a motivation for the shirt. So you got to really layer on the inside jokes here. That's what makes any good shirt. All right, last event. We're just doing the we're just doing the the running events today, and we'll we'll, we'll touch on some of the field stuff next week. Coburn for women's steeple, Frerichs, Quigley. Not controversial there at all. Wayman, <laughs> Fallon, Howard. Yes. This is the – you got this exactly right. You got the six exactly right on this one. Congrats. You did it. Now, obviously we feel good about Coburn. Although, when's the last time Coburn steepled? I don't know. Coburn and Quigley haven't steepled in a while. Well, That's how it works. Hasn't, well, so but Coburn's running this weekend, okay. right? In a steeple? She has not steepled since 2019. Since Quigley. Not? Yeah. Quigley hasn't raced since. Let's see. When did she? Didn't she ran? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Where is my. Oh, she did the on February 6th. So she hasn't run in a little over three months. She hasn't raced in a little over three months. So I think Wayman has a chance. I think Fallon has a chance. I think Howard has a chance for that that third spot. I, but I obviously feel really good. We saw Frerichs, what she did. She looked really comfortable. And I'm assuming Coburn is fine. She just hasn't run a, run a steeple yet. Quickly, quickly need to see more. Maybe she'll come out quickly and run, you know, 920 or 916 or something. And then you're like, all right, it's all, it's all good. But keep an eye on Wayman, 931 with the debut. She's going to run a 5K this weekend. You know how Gordon takes the fast 5Ks and uses it to extrapolate the steeple times and the steeple rankings. Congrats on your rankings. These were good. They're good. Also, uh, we'll do another PSA. Uh, Travis, if you want to bring up on the screen the Olympic trials standard list. Um, it's in the rankings tab. I update this every every week. If you want to know who has the Olympic standard, who has the trial standard, and who can get in on 
descending order list. So if you scroll down here in this 800, notice the 800, they take 32 athletes. So even if you don't have the standard, you can still get in in descending order. I'll update that as well as technically who are the top 32 800 meter runners. Obviously, Brandon Miller's time is going to be bumped up because he just ran a 146.0 yesterday. So update that after the weekend. And then also, it tells you who has the world ranking that criteria. If you scroll to the men's 1500, you scroll down to the men's 1500, Travis. If you notice this, uh, I already updated with uh, Nagus. But if you go back to the top, scroll up a bit more there. So if you notice the top four guys have the standard, then Henry Wynn, who's fifth, doesn't. But Johnny Gregoric, who's sixth, has mm -hmm. the world ranking. And so it's interesting how it changes based off of world ranking and who has to stand. Anyway, long story Is short, it check it out if you want to know who's, Are who's sure going to the interesting? Olympics. It me like two hours to make. I did it. I'm <laughs> trying to do it. I'm trying to give the people what they want. I'm doing it's it for good. every event. I know, I know who's going in the, the 20K race walk, man. Robin Stevens. Yeah. She's really good. She's in the yeah. world ranking. Robin Stevens. Shout out to Robin. I just hope we don't need to use it all because enough people have the automatic time. But we yeah. obviously it's a great resource. It's a great resource to figure out who's in and, and who's out. Uh, also on the site this morning, uh Serena Douglas for On the Run did an interview with Lena Irby. People can check that mm -hmm. out as well, too. Gordon, any last words? I got uh, let's check this out. I got a matching water bottle and T-shirt. Look at this. See Brooks PR, and then you got the water bottle. Look wow. at that. I like how you were accusing me of being too much of a dad earlier. That was good. I remember that. I'm old enough to remember you doing that. This is a good water bottle, man. I've I've had this for like five years now. Very good. Uh -huh. Gets the job done. Awesome. All anyway. right. We'll leave it there. Uh, enjoy the track this weekend. We'll have plenty to talk about on monday thanks to travis thanks to colt prelim time subscribe time. to the flow track podcast yes and always remember prelim time is pr time we'll talk to you guys on monday